back at it jerry jones love affair for jason garrett uh episode me big game james uh we really appreciate you all thank you all this would not be possible if it was not for the cowboys nation uh, but neither here nor there we're gonna get this thing going no intro needed we did it earlier so you guys know what we're about to talk about big game james what's on your mind Dog, man, mm-hmm. listen, what's on my mind is, well, number one, we need to get mm-hmm. this dub. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. We need to get this W against these Chicago Bears. We need mm-hmm. to win out and we need to see what's going to happen in these playoffs. I mean, we, right. we've been talking about it for the last 20,000 years about this same thing over and over and over. It's become like a broken record. So right. now it's just like, uh, what, what, what are we going to do? Is this is this the last year of us seeing this? What are we going to do? Because me mm-hmm. personally, I'm tired of talking about Jason Garrett. I'm tired of talking about the same thing. Seems like every single year with the Cowboys, we talk about the same thing at the end of the year. I don't want to talk about it no more. Right. I want wins. I want to get to these playoffs consistently mm-hmm. every year. I want to get to the championship. I mean, yeah, I, I understand it's the NFL, and it's very hard to do. If you see a lot of teams, some teams get there. Look at Dan Marino. Right. Came in after the second year. Got to the Super Bowl. He said, hey, he got to that Super Bowl within the second year. He said he thought he was going to get to more multiple Super Bowls after that. He never right. sniffed it again. So it's very hard to get there. So let me not act like it's easy to do. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. when you have talent, not saying like we got the best talent, but our talent right. can compete with pretty much anybody in the league, we're still the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and the thing is, by by us just still being the same thing, and thinking that something is going to change, hey, stupidity is stupidity. And we can't continue to do these same things and expecting different results. Now, we are 6-6. Six and six. We're in top of our division. We play in a piss-poor division. That's nothing to, that, yeah, nothing, that's nothing yeah. to scream about. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing to go around beating our chest saying, oh, this is something that we accomplished. Because when we play against this next team, Chicago Bears, and we roll out the same format that we had in the previous two weeks, boy, oh, boy. You know, Jerry Jones can't sell the organization and everybody that this team can go all the way on a run and go to the Super Bowl because of his love affair for his son, Jason Garrett. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I <laughs> me and you talked about this right. and we, we talked a little about, about this before is that Jerry Jones, this is his handpicked guy. Right. This is the guy that he born and raised to do this. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that when he was the quote-unquote hot coordinator, he was the hot young name. Baltimore Ravens were right. wanting him. He was the hot young guy. And you know what Jerry Jones said? You know what? I want to say I brought him up from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I babied him and matured him, and look what he is now. That's what Jerry Jones wants to say, mm-hmm. and that's not working. So Jerry Jones does not want to cut the umbilical cord because he don't want to look wrong. He don't want to say, I grew this baby and that baby didn't turn out the way I want to as an adult. Right. So I don't want to just cut it off like that. I'm going to try to take it to his farthest, farthest point. And I think that's what's happening. He's taking it to the farthest point that he can take it. But after this year, if he doesn't do it, how much farther can you take it? So he's comparing the 20, 2011 season. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew that was going to come up when we were six and six. I knew they were going to bring up that giants. Tom oh, Coffin went on that run and then he did it. You know what? And that's great. And so I'm going to live off that as a cowboy fan. But in reality, Tom Coughlin is a better coach than Jason Garrett. Yes, also, indeed. I feel like the giants had a better defense than the Dallas Cowboys right now. Message. So I think, <laughs> so there's a keen difference between them two. Okay. 
So, yes, we can look at that 2011 season. We can live off that as a Cowboy fan. But in reality, I mean, I'll, we'll see. I Like I said, I don't want to sound like the, the disgruntled fan or disgruntled Cowboy person. But, I mean, it's just like enough well, is enough. A, a lot of people get explaining mixed up with complaining and we're not complaining i hope that people don't see that that way because we just only telling the truth and the truth is the hardest pill to swallow and a lot of times people don't like when people call you ugly you know it's just what it is you are an ugly person and it's right, just how ugly. it goes you ugly <laughs> you may so, not like hearing it but if you look in the mirror you, you ugly you <laughs> so, know you ugly. you can dress it up and put everything on it makeup and you just can look at it and say hey that person is still ugly they got a good personality but it's just a fact of life you see and and this team right now we're not looking pretty at six and six we have a long way to go to be when i look at these other teams the team that i saw last night the minnesota vikings versus the uh, seattle seahawks those two teams played to a max level and i was sitting there saying man these two teams right there they competed for wild card positioning and that's what it's going to look like at a wild card spot. And we're not playing like that as it relates to tenacity, as it relates to hitting people out in space, the defensive side of the ball, calling creative plays, doing what you do best. And also, I want to tell, I want to tell people this. In 2011, the Giants, they had an identity. We got talent but we have no identity and the worst thing that can ever happen to a person is not knowing who they are i'm going to take people back to uh uh, and for reference for all of those who watch uh uh, disney the lion king you remember the monkey hit him in his head (laughs) he hit the guy in the head and he said you don't know who you are. You said, mm-hmm. he said, I guess you're a bamboo, you know? And he said, well, I'm not a bamboo. <laughs> he hit him across the head. And uh, his, it took his father to tell him, remember who you are. You are my son, the one true king. And the Dallas Cowboys, although we supposed to have that mentality, we supposed to have that bite, that bark, we don't have it. We don't have that roar, you see? We mm-hmm. just one of those teams that's out there in the jungle, in the wilderness, and don't know who we are. And we don't have, a, a at the end of the day, no matter what you look at it, we don't have a head coach that can sit there and man everybody and discipline people live in action. But he waits and say, hey, I do discipline that person behind closed doors. It don't work like that. It don't. Man, listen, this is this is what I feel. How come – and I don't – here's my thing. I, I'm tired of talking about Jason Garrett. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of talking about it. You feel me? I'm tired <laughs> right, of talking about right. it. My thing is this. It's like, why does he always do something after 30,000 million people say it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jason Garrett's conservative. Jason Garrett won't. Why didn't you go for it on that fourth down? It was right there in your face. Then the next week, what does he do? He'll <laughs> go, go for it on fourth down like twice. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's like, come on, dude. It shouldn't be media or anybody else saying anything for to make you to do it. Just like when you were allowed to play the New England Patriots, uh-huh. that weather was bad. <laughs> you knew it was going to be bad. You don't read the weather report as a coach. <laughs> I mean, you know the weather was going to be bad. You guys didn't know to practice in those elements. You guys didn't know to pre- maybe practice with some wet footballs, like to just to kind of prep you. You know, you listen to Lamar Jackson. Their guys are practicing. He says, hey, coach, I want to practice with a wet ball so I can be used to these conditions. Mm-hmm. You saw the conditions they played in, and they, pl- they both both those teams – Played in a torrential rainstorm. Right. And they same. still play good football. Yeah, we played in a torrential rainstorm. We look like crap Jack Poo. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> That's my problem. And then Dallas has the number one rated offense still. 
And wow. why does it seem boring? Man. Why does it seem boring? And then you said we don't have an identity. This is true. We don't know who we are. Right. First, we've been a we've been a run based team with Ezekiel Elliott, right? Mm -hmm. You pay Ezekiel Elliott all this money. Now all of a sudden we come a pass first team because what? Are you trying to make Dak prove that he's the man? Because mm -hmm. that's what I feel like in my heart. They're throwing this ball every all the way everywhere. Are they trying to prove or trying to one or is? Kellen Moore is Jason Garrett. I don't know. We mm -hmm. throwing the ball, and I don't have no problem with Dak having the season he's having. But you understand what I'm saying, Law? Right. It's like we're just throwing it, throwing it, throwing it to try to prove something to the front office that this is the guy. Yeah, Dak is the guy because look what he's doing. <laughs> His numbers is showing he's the guy. So this is gonna look, you know, make you feel better when you pay him. I don't know what it is, but like you said, one minute we running the ball all the time. Mm -hmm. Next minute we're passing the ball all the time. We need to find a happy medium, and I don't mind Callum Moore. I'm not mad at this, the year the year that he's had, especially as a rookie mm -hmm. coordinator, having the number one offense. But to me, this is just me. I feel like he has Linehanian traits. <laughs> he does. You gonna pull from? You gonna pull he, from who taught you? Basically, dog. He <laughs> has Linehan. He who has he been under the whole time? Linehan. Yeah. And you said we talked about it. He doesn't. Really, Linehan never really liked using a fullback. Mm -hmm. You really never seen Jamez playing a lot. Right. He doesn't really utilize the tight ends. What do you see with Blake Jarwin and even uh, and you keeping a Jason? I mean, what do you see in that? You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? And then if, and we're not even just talking about the offense. And I don't want to just dog Marinella and Chris Richard, but I will say that we talked about on the episode before. Mm -hmm. I think it was like two weeks before where Ron Marinella he came from the Chicago Bears and them with a opportunistic type defense. He right. was that was what Marinelli was known for was <laughs> right. turnovers, yeah. turning the ball over and getting turnovers. But he comes to Dallas, and how come he can't get turnovers? I think it's because you're morphed under Jason Garrett, the conservative nature of him, and this conservative style. It morphs into your coaches. Your coaches become it. Your players become it. And your team becomes it. And I think that's why it is. Because I don't understand how you go from – now, I ain't going to say uh, Marinelli didn't have talent over there because he has some mm -hmm. beastie talent over there. So that makes a difference. But Dallas has talent too. Dallas mm -hmm. does have talent. How do you go from – 2014 mm -hmm. to having second, I think second in the league in turnovers with no talent to having the talent and you're almost dead last in turnover categories. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, there's something about Dallas Cowboys and turnovers. We we can't get them. We can't cause them. We it's for some reason it's just like the ball will bounce off your chest. It will bounce off your hands. It will be right in your your direction. You'll look left instead of right. You'll look right instead of left. It, it's crazy about this Dallas Cowboys defense. And normally a good team, you want to have something to lean on. And I don't know. One week is the passing uh, uh, game, and then the next week is the running game. And then the next week is, is one of those things where it's, uh, it's just flat out the defense. But we don't see that out of the Dallas Cowboys. Normally, we strive for some, some level of consistency, but the only Jason Garrett been consistent in, and you can go ahead and fill out the rest. Consistently inconsistent, <laughs> and that's what it is. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And then mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I wonder if the scheme sometimes because – I don't know if it's just a scheme because I do think it is the players being individuals because, you know, when you coach a player, um, and I can go back to me coaching, you can coach a player like I've coached kids right. and coached players, but sometimes those players still have their own agenda. Mm -hmm. Even when you're saying don't do that, they have their own agenda. I don't know if that's going on, but it seems like when we're – especially with our team. Right. 
we're so rush dominant trying to get after the passer, especially Malik Collins. Now, now think about this. This right, is Malik right. Collins contract year, right? Mm-hmm. He has four sacks. He needs to get another contract. He ain't going to get another contract with Dallas. He ain't come back to Dallas. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't think Malik Collins is coming back to Dallas. That's just my opinion. I think he's going to sign somewhere else. But Malik Collins got to have a good year because he wants to get paid, right? Right. Malik Collins, you can get sacks, and it helps you look better <laughs> as a defensive tackle. I've seen games in the tape, and I know you have too, where Malik Collins does not stay gap disciplined. Mm-hmm. He is always trying to rush the passer. It seems like he goes around, moves around so he can rush the passer, and we keep getting gassed in the middle. It's like he don't want to be a run defender because that's going to hurt his stats, and that's going to hurt him for a contract next year and beyond. And if me and you have talked about law, right, right, you don't right. think these players think about that just like with Dak Prescott, we're like, why aren't you running? Right. I don't, he don't got no contract. <laughs> you got no contract. He don't got no contract. Right. So if he <laughs> run and get smacked and then he get blow his knee out, can't play for next year, you think Jerry Jones going to pay him 30, 40 million? Nope. And, not what he hurt. And people, no, he ain't. And That's going to be his excuse not to that. pay. That's yeah. going to be his excuse not to pay him. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Tyson if he does this. Shout-out to you, Tyson, because he mm-hmm. brought up Amari Cooper sitting out the rest of the year. Because you don't, you don't really have a contract. I mean, you have this year. Right. But if you – the hits he's been taking and how he's been getting hurt, if he blows his knee or something like that, you don't think the Cowboys are going to lowball him even more with the injury? So yeah. when we're talking about do everything for the team, what is the ownership doing? You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's this is just a crazy situation, a scenario that I don't like because I know this year isn't over, but look at all the stuff. I posted all the free agents that we have next year, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I know we're going to have a lot of money to spend, but we still got a lot of free agents. But you're going to be talking about the coach. You're going to be talking about Dak Prescott. You're going to be talking about Amari Cooper. And it's going to be more distractions, and you're not concentrating on the game of football. And that's what the problem with Dallas is. We can't concentrate on talking about the Bears without worrying about talking about Jason Garrett and everything else. And that becomes a distraction. And I feel like it hurts the team. Yes, indeed. And shout out to the first sponsor of the show, uh, Jim Master, man, for the donation. donation to help grow the nation. He said, donation. JK, Jason, a.k.a. the Clapper. <laughs> yeah. That's all he said. Come says. on, get them donations rolling <laughs> over here in Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James. Come on, it just needs to start one person. One person gets the ball rolling. You can do it a $1, $2, $3, $4, $5, $6, $7, $8 holler. It's all good. But remember, like Law said, you're growing this nation, dog. Mm-hmm. You, you putting this to a worthy cause. You putting it into us so we can put back into y'all so we can make this all better. So yeah. there it is. I there it is. Donation, donation. What's up, Mark Scott, my dog? I appreciate you. Sorry if I haven't given everybody a shout-out in here, but I will. Mm-hmm. Mark, Mark Scott says, James and Law, why are we mm-hmm. number one in yards, but mm-hmm. eighth in scoring, and 16th in scoring in the red zone? Should we franchise that? Thanks. They're going to franchise yeah. that. Yeah, that <laughs> it's not, like it's not if we should. <laughs> I said this about a month and a half mm-hmm. ago that they were going to franchise Dak. And I said, man, if they really believed in him, why wouldn't they sign him? But I don't know. But I knew they was going to franchise Dak because you don't have your top quarterback who right. you're saying is a franchise and you don't sign him. But look what they've done to other people. What did they do with uh, Zach Martin? Did he get his contract? No. Remember when he – Remember mm-hmm. when they did Tyron Smith where they signed him right before that last option year? But they let Zach Martin's contract ride, and then he sat out for a few practices and mm-hmm. then got his money. So it's not like we yeah. haven't seen this before. <laughs> the Cowboys do this, and I think it just hurts the team overall because you got top, your top players riding without secure deals. 
that thing that plays in the back of their mind, and maybe it may affect the, the game too. I don't know, but it's real. Just like Russell Wilson, and I hate to look at other teams, but hey, he he, he made, said, he, if you don't a, give me yeah. my money, I'm not playing. Not playing. And what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding now. If you don't give my money, I'm, uh, I'm not playing. <laughs> and they come to the realization, and they went on ahead and paid him. Shout out to Paul Mill for making a donation to help grow the nation. Donation, donation. Come on, keep he it rolling. Let's said, go. What Let's up, go. Lord, and big game, Let's James. go. Everything else remains the same. Big game, James. Look, here's the thing. When you start thinking about the team, the team, the team, the team, I think it was, it was on one of the T-shirts that Jason Gary kind of put out there. When we say that we got $94 million, that's with an M, million dollars next year available to these guys, right? And we say that we want to go on this run. But then in the same breath, you have the team saying that we believe in our guys. Now, when we look at everything, the teams that are winning and leading in their respective, I guess, divisions, what have you, they went out there and made things happen. Think about this. The Seattle Seahawks, they had a safety help. They needed safety help, right? They went mm-hmm. and made that trade acquisition to get a digs, what have you. He's been playing lights out for them. And then on top of that, they sit there and said to themselves, we lost some uh, defensive front guys. We're not going to just sit on our hands. We're going to we, go get we, clowning. We're going to get clowning. We ain't going to play around. We and ain't going to play around. But you know why? Right. Because we want another Super Bowl mm-hmm. now. We right. want a Super Bowl this year. We're not going to wait till 20. <laughs> Greedy. We're not going to wait till 2020 right. and try to get a Super Bowl. No, we're going to get a Super Bowl now. So whatever we got to do, we're going to do it. Now, I'll give the front office some credit because they went out and did a Michael Bennett. That's okay. Right. And they and they looked at Jamal Adams. But here's the thing. But, but no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say about the Michael okay, Bennett talk, situation. Talk, talk to me. That was, that, was, that was a critical panic move almost to me, to me in my opinion. Because I, it, I, I will agree with that because, because yeah. we didn't get nobody and everybody in Cowboys Nation was like, see, that's why we don't do it. And, and when people act like the Cowboys don't listen to the media and the fans, mm, yeah, they do. When we start do. chirping loud <laughs> enough, they start what they're – and like you said, I will agree with that. Michael Bennett was a panic move because – we didn't get anybody. The trade deadline was right around the corner. We didn't have got anybody. Everybody in Dallas land was like, man, see, that's why we don't win nothing because y'all don't try to make no moves. And, and so they went out and did that with the Michael Bennett thing. Before you get on to the other topic, go ahead, go ahead, I, go ahead. I got to bring this up, Cowboys. Bring it up. Got to. This bring guy, Tyron Crawford, they had the prime opportunity to save 8 to $9 million. But they ain't want to do it. When he had that situation down there in Florida land, whatever it happened, they had the prime opportunity to say, you know what? <laughs> we love your services. But I don't think that we cutthroat enough, man. You know what I'm saying? We no, we ain't cutthroat because yeah. Jerry love his people. Boy, Jerry love his people million, and he love man. him to a fault. And you could have cut Crawford. Now, I'll tell you right now, the way the defense is playing in the middle, yeah. I wouldn't mind a Tyrone Crawford right, right now right. because at least, at least he would probably give us some something in the middle because we don't have absolutely nothing in the middle. And this has been for how many years now? And it's on – that's where I say it's on Marinelli in that mm-hmm. aspect because you went after Taco Charlton, he ain't with the team. You went, up with, went after Tristan Hill, he's been active only five games. You get what I'm saying? So – we're looking at how Ron Marinelli is pounding the table for these players, but they're not producing, and it's kind of hurting us. So, like uh, I said. Can, can I, I spoil you right quick, man? Spoil me. Oh, man, did you see Warren Thornhill catch that pick six? Dog, that he Thornhill. And then Taylor Rapp. I said, boy, I said, oh, I almost We talked it. about these guys. <laughs> we talked about these guys. You know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. we didn't talk about them. But you know what? At the end of the day, 
I said that, you know, I was talking to Skywalker still, and I said, you know what? I, I think Tristan Hill still does have talent. I do believe True. he does have True. talent. I do. I really do believe Tristan Hill does have talent. He needs time, though. I don't know what player he's going to be, but I do think he does have ability. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, the why it's not being brought out, because to me, I think that your coaching staff should be able to coach this player up to get his butt on the field. Yeah, yeah. For you real. get what I'm yeah, saying? True. Your coaches should need to bring the best out of him to bring him up. I don't know if Ram Rob Marinelli was did him like talk. Oh yeah, you young. See, I'm trying to get on you and look at you. I'm not even gonna mess with you. I'm gonna go with these veterans because you know Ron Marinelli will do that. He'll right, leave them true. young guys alone and throw them veterans in there because he will go with that. Hey, oh, ten dollar holla for my dog <laughs> Ron Smith who been with us. From the very beginning. Donation. Donation. Yes. I love you, Ron. I appreciate you, dog. And he says, what's up, big game, James, BGJ, and Law Nation? Go Cowboys. Beat them Bears. You Let's better, beat them because Bears. Because they got, got to. Mitch Trabaski. Trash Basky. <laughs> Trabisky. Trabaski. Whatever you want to call him. You better not. Mm. Cowboys. You better not. Let Mitch Trubisky do one deck on thing against us. I'm going to go out there and slap 37 fools if I see Mitch Trubisky <laughs> do anything against these Cowboys. They have no running game. Absolutely no running game. Man. They have just Allen Robinson stop as the receiver. Stop it, stop no, it, they stop don't it, got bro. nothing. Hey, nothing. Hey, I said the same thing. They against, better not look, do nothing. Nothing. I said the same thing when Aaron Jones came into this building. I said, man, he gashed us before, but this year he wasn't doing anything. And then all of a sudden I looked on my TV screen. I said, is that Barry Sanders mixed with Aaron Smith? Aaron Jones ripped us apart, baby. And Josh no Allen. For us. Josh Allen. I, I, and I'm not, I don't <laughs> think Josh back, Allen's man. a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. <laughs> right. But he's not the most accurate guy. He was only hitting 60%. Coming into this game and his deep ball throwing, <laughs> long ball throwing was almost bottom of the barrel against everybody. And he's 19 of 23 against us for 231. And he, did you see the comfortability he had in the pocket, dog? That it, it's just frustrating, man, because I'm. We ha- we're gonna be ready for the Bears because we practice outside and uh, Dak Prescott tried on some gloves, so he's been using the gloves. So we're gonna be ready for the Bears. Come Do we Thursday. really think we're gonna <laughs> blow out the Bears though? Do we really think we're gonna blow out the Bears? And I yeah. I hate feeling like this. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be at the edge of my seat in this Bears game because I feel like it's gonna come down to the wire. Let we me can't get, never let me just give a quick handle shout teams. Shout out to those on the uh, Facebook deal, man. Shout out to you, Jay. Shout out to you, D. Wright and Robert. Uh, really appreciate you all. Donald uh, Asbury. Asbury, I think that's how you say your name. I really appreciate you, uh, D. White. Uh, you guys hit that subscribe button, share this content. Like, on subscribe, share it, yes. all of it. Let's Get it out thing. there. Share Let's us grow. out there, man. That's the only way we're going to grow. If you mm-hmm. share, 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 share it. And guess what? Follow. You know, I was just thinking about this the other right. day. Would I rather you like me or would I rather you follow me? I'd rather you follow me. You know why? Because <laughs> right. if you like me, that don't mean you're going to follow me. I right. just like you because you, you said like me. Right. But if you follow me, I know you like me. Yeah. yeah. You feel follow, me? Follow, follow. So follow, 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 like, follow, 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 and let's get this up. Donation. Donation. Get Keep coming. 
Keep it coming. Hey, James James Simmons says three-point uh, win, Cowboys. I think that we really do need a, a close victory margin win, like a one-point win or a two-point or three-point win. Uh, I think that that would pull this team together a little bit closer. Uh, we need to have that. We need things to happen in order for it seems like that's the that's the mantra with this team. We need things to happen in order for this team to wake up. Do you feel the same way, Big Game James? I mean, it seems like we always have to have controversy or something on edge for us to give that that great performance. That's the that's the discerning thing that we have to have everything else that's going on that would just bring us together or make us play better. This should just be like, guess what? We're six and six. We're battling for our playoff lies. We can't afford to lose any games. That should be in the locker room. Mm. It shouldn't be any kind of distractions or anything else. It should be we're six and six, fellas. We're not playing good football. And just like Dak Prescott said in the media, he said, we did a lot of talking. (laughs) We've done a lot of talking, maybe too much talking. Time to just shut up and just play some football. And I think that's what really needs to go on. Guys that need to shut the hell up, mm-hmm. strap up them bootstraps, mm-hmm. figure it out, and make this happen. Because it's not like they have the hardest schedule right now these last four games. You got the Bears, yes, the Rams, but they played the Cardinals. You have the Philadelphia Eagles who are struggling, and then the Washington Redskins. I know they beat right. the Carolina Panthers, but you see what happened to Ron Rivera, right? That probably sealed his fate. <laughs> Him losing to the Redskins probably sealed his fate. But that's funny how that, that owner said – you know what? You just lost to the Redskins. Bye. I'm done. Break down, I don't care. Break, break down the Ronnie Ron uh, Rivera it, it, It's, again, it's man. over, man. We talked about it. Ron Rivera and Jason Garibaldi came in at the same time. Right, right. They came in at the same time. And so Ron Rivera, uh, I don't think he's the greatest head coach. I think he's mm-hmm. a great defensive coordinator. But he brings his team up to consistently win, and he brings up Cam Newton, who I, I think Cam Newton is okay, but I yeah, never thought yeah. Cam Newton was great. But he sure. made Cam Newton – great that year and got him to the Super Bowl. But guess what? Their voice, they're not hearing it no more. It's too much uh, inconsistency up and down, and it's just been too long in that program. And Carolina's like, you know what? We're done. You're We're going to move but, on. But let, me, let me break this down to people that don't understand this. Uh, the, 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 the duties of a general manner, manager. A general manager is supposed to look at the team and evaluate players, but also he's supposed to have those one-on-one encounters with the head coach. And he would say to the head coach, what are your vision? What are your plans? What are your three-year goals? What are your five-year goals? And when they don't meet those type of situations, they bring each other in the office and they say, hey, you have yet to meet the goals that you set ahead of yourself. So therefore, I'm going to have to draw this line in the sand and we give you one more year or we get you, make you hit the door. Running, you see them sent to another team because we're gonna have to let you go, and I think that this is what the Dallas Cowboys organization is missing: that general manager that can look the head coach in his eyes and say, "Hey, you have failed, and, and, you have not met expectations." Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I I totally agree, Law. I yeah. totally agree. Oh, I got another donation from mm-hmm. my guy Ron Smith with a ten dollar holla. You've been going, you always going Woo. ham, Ron, and I'll be loving it because you don't be playing around, dog. That's my mm-hmm. dog, Ron Smith. I love you for life. He says, "Big game, James." I read the NFL news that Dak said there's no more that there's no more talking. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. We just talked about it, Ron. They just need to shut up and play some football nice. right now. I mm-hmm. I understand 
you motivating the team like Michael Ben or whoever, but they just need to shut up and play some football because, like you said, right now it mm-hmm. ain't no time for the talking. But just to bounce off what you were just saying, Law, mm-hmm. about that general manager, I, I agree with that right. because it's almost like the general manager ciphers from the owner. Right. He don't – it's like – him and the coach are on that one-on-one level. Mm-hmm. They're working with each other all the time. They're trying to figure it out, just like you said, three-year plan, five-year plan, working with each other in the draft. You got an old I'm, – I'm not hating <laughs> on you, Jerry, but you, what, 75 or something right, like that? Right, You're the general manager, really? So that's why we can't really win because you want to – Power con- and that's why I posted that Terry Bradshaw. Please go to my big game James page. Check it out. And I posted that Perry, Terry Bradshaw, what he said. And I, I feel it 100% because he said he didn't think Jason Garrett was ever the man for the job. But the biggest thing he said to me was he's going Jerry, Jimmy, Jerry Jones is going to get that guy that he can just manipulate mm-hmm. because he doesn't want somebody to have creative control. He doesn't want anybody to have the power. He wants to keep the power. So as much as we get mad at Garrett, as much as we get mad at Garrett, right. Jerry is the issue, issue. y'all. <laughs> he is. Jerry he is the it. issue because he is the one. Dude, well, do well, we well, still well, have well, to well, keep hold, having – Hold on. Go before ahead, before you go into control, I like to control this thing right quick because Standalone Complex is one of the sponsors for this quick minute right quick because he donated a $10 holla. He said, holla! Holla! <laughs> murder, murder, murder. <laughs> murder, murder, holla, holla. Shout out to Standalone Complex. He said, I've never seen Zeke eat in the first quarter. We lost the game. I feel bad, man. I feel bad. That was his comment, but I really appreciate you, Standalone Complex, for making the donation to help grow the nation you can continue to talk about jerry wayne jones love of yeah man it's just like i said yeah he he we we get frustrated with garrett but it's jerry the one has done this because he wants to have the complete control Mm -hmm. you really think that when we we talking about getting a new head coach like if that were to happen you really think jerry wants to have that guy that wants full control you really think jerry's gonna let this coach get his own people and do his own thing Without Jerry being over top of you saying, no, this is the people I want you to have, but you're going to be the head coach. You coach the team, and I'm going to bring in the assistants. So he is the one creating this this cycle of mediocre. (laughs) And he won't fire himself. He's not going to fire himself, so this is what we have to deal with. And then we have Stephen Jones, so I don't hate on Stephen Jones, but he be penny-pinching. You get what I'm saying? Steven, he don't want to spend Steven no money. Jones don't want to spend nothing. Remember, Stephen Jones don't want to spend no he, money. He, he didn't want Dion Prime Tom Sanders. He was like, no, nah, nah. he no, he, he, he want a lot of people. He, he want him. <laughs> he said, I ain't want to pay D. Law. He said, you ain't no Khalil Mack and them guy. I ain't paying no. I he don't want to mm-hmm. pay the money. I get it. I understand it. Right, right. But this is the fundamental yeah. issues. We can talk about our. We can talk about the Dallas Cowboy offense. We can talk about the Dallas Cowboy defense. We can talk about all stats. First in this, second in that. But at the end of the day, the fundamental issue is up top. So until that ever changes, we are going to still keep on spinning in circles, y'all. We're going to continue to keep this frustration. What coach do you really think is going to come in and and really work under Jerry Jones and we're thinking it's going to be a beautiful thing? Y'all got to really think about this, y'all. Like, really think about it. You know what? I think the wrong J.J. left, you know, uh, and it had to go all the way back. And I know a lot of people going to say, see, Law, you're living in the past, and that's why we haven't done anything. Jimmy Johnson, that's the wrong J.J. that, that, that left because if you really look at it, without him, 
collectively. I don't think that Barry Switzer would ever want a Super Bowl and grow up a he team would these kind of things if it was not for Jimmy Johnson. So when we go all the way back, he had an interview. I don't know if you reposted this or you seen the interview of Big Game James, but he mm. was talking. I'm talking about Jimmy Johnson. He said mm. he, he hates losing. Not not like losing. He hates losing, you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, when his players lose, even on a meaningless game, guess what? They're not eating on the airplane. <laughs> I'm not going to give you guys a ham sandwich <laughs> or, a, or a half of a hamburger and some french fries. Y'all now, ain't I, I want you guys jack to pull it. And You're going to suffer. Know, yeah, and we do know that without a shadow of a doubt. That as much as people say that Jason Garrett does demand accountability on his team, we would not ever believe it because we don't see it. Because when that player, when you walk in, because Terry Bradshaw was speaking on this too, Cowboy Nation, and uh, he he said when you walk into a room and those who play for a certain coach, and uh, Big Game James can let you know too, when that player drops a ball or when he's late for a practice or a meeting, it's more than to do saying that the coach is going to send you home, but it's that stare. It's also that embarrassment that the coach pour upon you on the stage. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like catching you with your pants down. He's going to make sure that everybody sees that. And the next time that when you got that ball and that opportunity to fumble or drop the ball, you're going to say, man, I don't want coach to show me up. and Or I don't want to be removed off this team because I'm not playing up to the level that I'm playing at. You see. Dog, they ain't yeah. scared of no damn Garrett. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. We yeah. know it. Ain't nobody scared of no Garrett. I told you, if I looked at Garrett and he was my boss, yeah, I would probably respect you because you work hard. But I ain't scared of you. Yeah, yeah. and I think – you got to have a certain level of fear of your manager. I feel like in, in your heart, I feel like you got to have right. the respect, but I feel like you have a certain level of fear that, guess what? He may like me, but he'll right. fire me the next day if I don't do what I need to do. <laughs> and that always keeps you on your toes as an employee, as an athlete, anything mm-hmm. that you know at any time this, this coach will be like, you know what? Like, when do we bench players? If they're not performing, you don't see Cowboys benching players. Unless, if they're not performing, unless, I don't be seeing it. Unless health is involved. Unless health is involved. Then mm-hmm. you might see a benching, but you don't see Cowboys benching their players if they're just struggling or anything like that. You don't see it. So, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know one thing. We better beat these damn Bears. Um, I'm just – that Buffalo Bill, I'm tired of us talking about we got six losses. Six losses. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be these six – losses on this record and it's games that you sit there and think how the hell you lose this game we're talking about slow starts Dallas keeps having slow start slow starts so what do they do in Buffalo they get off to a fast start and then they they do the opposite it's so frustrating we're talking about Cowboys having slow starts then we get off to a fast start we're up 7-0 uh-oh we're looking good then all of a sudden we don't do nothing (laughs) after that Oh, my goodness, man. It's, we it's, made it's, Buffalo's defense, and I'm listening to these announcers talking about Buffalo's going to be a problem to playoffs. Man, please. Buffalo's, they okay. We mm-hmm. made them look better, just like the Patriots. We made that defense. They get shredded by uh, Watson. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, and I know right. we, and I know the weather has something to do with it, but come on, dog. We make teams look better than they are, man. We Because we, the way how we play. Because we don't, we don't play – Sometimes we, like you said, we we play to the level of that competition, but we make teams look better than they really are, man. And I'm getting tired of it. And I don't want to play these Chicago Bears and make them look better than they are. They don't look good. They, they don't, don't look like yeah. a good team. They, they just don't. 
So there's no way in hell Dallas should be losing this game. I don't care if it's in Chicago. I don't care if it's cold. I don't care about anything. They better not lose this damn game to no sorry Bears and no Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> well, they had uh, Driscoll looking like Lamar, so we'll see what Trubisky is going to oh look like God. on Thursday. And here's the thing. We got to punch him in the mouth quick, early, and we got to get turnovers and takeaways. I've been saying this from day one, and if we don't do that on that side of the ball, I think that the identity of the Dallas Cowboys should go back to being run first. I think a good game for Dak Prescott would be 225 yards passing. Nothing more, nothing, nothing less, something around that area. But here's the thing. I want to see Ezekiel Elliott touch the ball at least 20 times, and if you don't want to give him 20 to 25 times, let Tony Pollard get the ball at least 10. You see, let let this thing be. There's nothing wrong with being a run first team. Look at that 49ers team. They love running the ball. Look at the Ravens. Look at the Ravens. They love running the ball. I mean, you can (laughs) run the ball in this league. Like I said, I don't have any problem running the ball. And just like we talked about in the very beginning show, hey, ho, let me give another shout-out to my guy, Ron Smith. He gave me another $5 holla. He says, take care, Big Game James, Law Nation. He can say, I got to get to bed to go to work. And we all know how work is. But, dog, we appreciate that 25 smackers <laughs> to the dome piece like you did. It's like you just took that money and said, Big Game James, smack. I'll take that smack. I right. appreciate dog. And I love you for life, Ron Smith. Shouting out from Utah. Utah. Give big shout outs. Utah, you, you, you know he got to get to work because at the same time, he can't be he can't be giving up subpar performance for ten years because he, <laughs> <laughs> he can't be late for work. He can't be, he can't he can't say well the uh, other workers didn't execute and keep his job. You see, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Shout out to you, Ron. We love you for life, dog. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Kidd says as long as the uh, uh, Cowboys are at 500, Jerry Jones is cool. Uh, KG says, yes, we, we fellas, uh, what's up, big homie? Shout out to Jay Outlaw Perez. What's up, man. What's up Jay Outlaw Perez? What's up, KG? Guess what's up with your big mm-hmm. dog? That's my, my homie right there. But, you know, I, I saw her east side. He said, you know what? The Bears are a different story at home. I don't really believe that. I don't think they, they, they're probably good or anything like that. They struggled at home as well, too. So it's not like I felt like the Bears are this this animal team. It's just that the Cowboys, like I said, they got to figure out what they are. They got. Let, they let, got me, four. let me answer uh, Junkyard Dog uh, question right. over here. He says no turnover because of no pressure. Uh, big game, James. You see that the Dallas Cowboys do a lot of twist stunts, do you? Yeah, that's their. That's their. That's their favorite plays. Mm-hmm. They stunt like I don't know. They're, and here's why, the funny why, thing. Why, why would you, Everybody why would knows you we stunt. Why would you have your front four to do twist stunts? If you why would we have them for? Why would you have why, them to twist stunt? <laughs> why would I have them to twist stunt? Yeah. Cause confusion. Because I mean, because your guy can't beat his guy across room, right? You're trying to get that create, create you're trying to create pressure, create that space so that you can get up those lanes and those and shoot those gaps. Here's but it's almost thing. like all these teams know that we twist stunt and they're ready for him and they peel us and they block us and they give that quarterback that extra time and he's sitting in that pocket killing us. Right. You know why? It's basic. You know why if you had that that, that, that 320, well, 300, and we don't have a 320 guy. If you had that 350 guy, you won't tell him to twist that, won't you? No, because he's going to take <laughs> up that damn space. Right, That's, right. Uh, there go, there, there's our issue right there. That's why I'm trying to go to. Is that Why can't we have... ever do that, though? Why is this hard? <laughs> I mean, we're going to keep on looking at Ron Marinelli and saying, hey, come on, no. We, we – Dude, it's been how many years you see us keep getting gashed in the middle? I mean, like that has been the mantra for like seems like for the last five years. Teams can get up on us in the middle. 
may may not be early, but when that third quarter starts coming around, you start seeing them 10, 11 yard runs just killing us. And the next thing you know, after they do that, play fake, go deep, hit us. I mean, it's just like I said, it's just the same thing over and over. And I just wish it would stop. And like I said, we need to find an identity. And I not need an identity now. And you, like you said, it's going to have to start with Ezekiel Elliott against these Bears, okay? Mm-hmm. Or mixing that Tony Pollard, but you're going to have to give Ezekiel Elliott this food. He's got to eat. You paid him this money. You made him one of the, not what the highest paid running back in the league, and he don't even have a thousand yards yet. What? And this is his worst season to date in his pro career. To this day, and you, <laughs> this is his worst season to date in his pro career, yeah. and he just got the big contract. Wouldn't you think you would be trying to feed him if you just got that big contract to really say, earn your money? We just paid you all this money. Now go earn it. Why would you go away from just to prove to show that, oh, well, we want to see if Dak Prescott can do these games by himself. So let's throw the ball 50 times a game. Man, come on, y'all. Y'all being real confusing right now, Cowboys. Figure it out. Figure it out. And why do we keep on? I'm going to ask you because you be doing this line play. Why does Joe, Joe Looney not play guard over XFF? Is it because he's backing up Travis Frederick at the center position? Is that why they won't slide him over at guard? Because I remember when he came over to Dallas, he was a guard. Yeah, we do what we do best, you know. <laughs> and uh, they, they they rarely make those type of changes, just like we can look at it and say, hey, if Cheeto is not getting his head around to the ball, and trust me, I love 24. I love what he does out there as it relates to community service and beyond. But here's the thing. You know for sure that Jordan Lewis is your best cover corner. Let's just go ahead and bust this thing up. Let him play on the outside. Squeeze a woozier inside. You got your presence. He can tackle well out in space. Let's just make that that quick change there. But they don't do it. And I do know I'm going to hear a lot of people say, well, uh, did you see Jordan Lewis Jordan get up by, by, by Cole Beasley? But here's the thing. The Dallas Cowboys known Cole Beasley since day one, bro. And here's y'all the thing. didn't know he wasn't going to do that. You didn't know those routes were going to happen. You like you didn't Look, know whose fault is that? Cole Beasley one on one by himself. It was proven in 2016 that by himself teams didn't know how to cover him. By himself, he will eat you alive. So how you combat against that? Shout out to your Jet D and shout out to your Keems uh, for making the donation to help grow the nation. But how you combat that is doing this bracket cover because that's what that's what you got to do to cover and stop Kobe. Take away their best player because yeah. Josh because Josh Allen throws to no one else. He struggles with everybody else, and that was his secu- security blanket. So why didn't you bracket him instead of sitting there saying, you know what, Preach. hey, and guess what? If you saw him, I don't mind you putting Jordan on him early, but if he's getting cooked up a little bit, okay, let's change this. He's getting cooked up a little bit. Let's bracket him. Let's We're going to shut him down, and we're going to make other people beat us because it ain't going to be Cole Beasley no more. Why wouldn't you do that? Why do you have to say, no, we're going to stay in this This. This That's set. the problem. We're <laughs> stubborn. We stay in this and stay in this. And then when it's third and fourth quarter, when this dude already has over 110 yards receiving, then they want to try to switch it up. It's too late then. It's too late. You got to do it in game. If you see this man is doing it, switch it up now. We're going to change this up now because he's killing us. We ain't going to allow this. And you know damn well when you came to the game, Cole Beasley was licking at his chops trying to have a big game. Because cover two defense, I'm going to tell everybody, you can just Google it if you don't want to take my word. Cover two defense, you 
kill cover two defense by drag across the middle and also your your, your smokes of course and then your seams your your, your plays up the middle oh where did Cole Beasley catch those balls at oh right up the middle and they caught us slipping when we drop into a zone as well Xavier uh, Woods yeah. was tripping too though Xavier in that game Woods, Xavier, Xavier Woods, Woods was yeah. tripping in that game he mm-hmm. he took some badass angles that's the reason why Cole got that touchdown because he took a terrible angle True. so hey I love Xavier Woods but he didn't have the greatest game that game <laughs> Yeah, and it could be one of those things where it's in big moments against those guys that shifty, they eat us, man. And shout out to uh, my guy, Keems. He said, what do you think about Byron Jones, man? What are your thoughts? I mean, I like Byron Jones, but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, I mean, I love Byron Jones as far as what he does, what he brings to the table. He can shut down people. He's a shutdown type corner. But when we're talking about next year and beyond, I don't know if he's here because, number Mm -hmm. one, they're not going to pay him that top dollar money, not with no interceptions. And I think the market is still going to be a little bit lower for him because he doesn't get those interceptions. So we'll see what happens if it's a team-friendly deal with him coming back. But I just don't think in my heart that Byron Jones should be a a top-paid one-two corner in the league because he still doesn't get interceptions. And, I mean – I don't know. Could it be I, the I, Brandon Carr situation. He left, got four interceptions. All of a sudden, he couldn't catch an interception for the Dallas Cowboys. Could it be the same? It could. I mean, it like could that? be. You see, people leave us. How many times have we seen Cowboys players leave the Cowboys and do good? We've mm-hmm. seen it happen. We've seen career they have pretty decent careers, so we could look at it and say that. Um, I don't know though. Byron Jones ain't never really been a playmaker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if he can go somewhere else and really do it. He just doesn't seem like he has that playmaking ability to me. He just seems mm-hmm. like he's a guy that will really stick on you, is not going to let you get anything, is going to fight you too for now. But he's just not a playmaker, and I just think that's just what he is. So I don't know what kind of market he would have outside of this, but I don't think he's going to get top dollar because he doesn't uh, he doesn't get the ball. Man, man, he's big. Oh, and let me give another shout-out. I got another donation from my guy, Chish Chaz 10. Where you been at, dog? I was looking for you the other day. Yeah. $5 Holly says, love big game, love law nation, no trust in current coaching staff regime. Who would you? Who would be the next ideal head coach? He said oh. Marinelli out the draft room, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just locked the door like, hey. And he was hey, beating hey, on the door. Come, hey, hey, no. open the door, open the door. Open the door. He was like, nope. hey, we won't Is know that what old happened. man Rod? Is he knocking on the door and lock that door? He cannot pick this <laughs> next player on defense. He can't do it. He can't do it. Who would be your ideal coach? Law. Oh, my God. Yeah, one bro. ideal coach. Who would it be? Mm, since you signed Ezekiel Elliott, and this is just my 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 thoughts, okay? Urban. <laughs> since you signed Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott for, for this long contract, and the last time Ezekiel Elliott won a championship and held one was with Urban, right? So I would get him. And if you think you have reservation on his coaching uh, uh, alchemist, uh, all you got to do, uh, alchemist, uh, all you have to do is just go to Twitter and type in, or just Google Urban. Uh, Myers or Mayers, how you say that man's name, um, um, uh, coaching philosophy, and you will find some tapes and you will find some insights that you don't see from the Dallas Cowboys organization. Uh, Lincoln Riley, yeah, he's cool or what have you, but I don't I just want Lincoln don't Riley. Know. I, just I don't, don't think know he's strong. Him. I don't think he's uh, yeah. strong enough. I yeah. just, I'm sorry. I think he's not a Jason Garrett, but I think he has that type of demeanor. And Yes, he's what he's doing at Oklahoma is ridiculous. Right, he's right. a good coach. I just don't feel like he would be. I don't know. I just some. I just don't have the greatest feeling about him. I could be totally wrong, but I just feel like we just need a guy that comes in here like I don't give a hell about what y'all talking about. This is what we're gonna do. This is what's mm-hmm. gonna be done. If you don't do this, this is what's gonna happen to you. That's the only type of coach that works in Dallas to me. 
That's the only type of coach. If you look at all the coaches that coached in Dallas, Tom Landry, he was that disciplinarian too. He didn't play that, okay? That's why he won all them games. We already know with Jimmy Johnson, he didn't fool around. And then Bill Parcells. I know it was the old Parcells. It right. wasn't the same Parcells. We get it. But guess what? Why did he bring him in? Because he didn't want that. He didn't want that dumb stuff going on. And guess what? Parcells did build the Cowboys through that draft. He mm-hmm. got the Cowboys right. He went to the playoffs two of his four years, and that draft, he drafted Cowboys in on that 05 draft. He really kind of put a kind of cornerstone pieces before he left out of there. But one thing he did bring is, this is what you're going to do. And if you don't do it, you're gone. I don't mind that from a coach. You can still love the coach because because he's a hardcore. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's the type of guy we need coming in. Now, me personally, I like Urban Meyer as the – that would be my ideal coach just as if there's tons of people out there. Right. Tons of people out there. But I don't know the reason why I say Meyer because I've seen Urban Meyer through college, right, okay? Right. And he's won everywhere he went. And I know one thing about Urban Meyer, he don't play that crap. Mm-hmm. He don't play it. Like, he don't play it. So, and I think he's a great mind for the Cowboys. My ideal coach would be John Harbaugh, but we can't get him. Right, right. We're you remember, remember, when, remember when they were talking about him possibly – not being there this year. Remember, they were possibly mm-hmm. not going to re-sign him. Oh, right. man, I wanted him so bad, and I think the Cowboys should have just said something. I don't know if it would have been tampering or anything, but they should have went at him. That would be my ideal coach because John Harbaugh is the type of coach I think would thrive in Dallas. His type of him, the way he is, that's the type I want to bring into Dallas because I believe he can relate to the players. Des Bryant said you mm-hmm. couldn't. David Irving, I know he's a goofball, but there's been players that said Jason Garrett can't relate to the players. I want a guy who can relate to the players but still be hardcore. And I what, think what, John what Har- about this? Uh, I'm seeing people saying Robert Salah, and I think that's how he said his name. And uh, also, I see people saying Bill Parcells. If that man, Bill Parcells, man, nobody get no damn Bill Parcells. He's done. Man, no, anybody get no Bill Parcells? Eighty years old, man. And just like I don't want no Bill. Don't bring up these people. Bill Cower. Don't bring him up. He hasn't coached in a hundred years. No, I don't want a guy like that. Okay, I want somebody who's gonna bring the pain. That's what I want. And I don't know. There's a lot of coaches out there. That's not my forte because there's too many coaches out there. But when I was listening to Brian Broaddus, one thing I agree with him on this, when he was like, you know, these assistant coaches, I hear what they're talking about. I get it. But you know what? If you're going to get the guy, you better get a guy. I, I believe it. I, I know exactly what you're saying. And we are tired of the growing pains, right? Like a Lincoln rally, it will be like, hey, it's going to be some growing pains because he's going to get transitioning over to the NFL. He's going to have to understand this and that. And what we're looking for is some like the seasonal guy, right? We want somebody mm-hmm. that knows what he's doing and not second guessing himself. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury down there in uh, at Cardinal Land, he may be the guy next year, but this year he had to go through some growing pains. And I think we ain't got this, time for that. We don't dog. have time for that. We, we, we don't got went time through for that no, phase. No, know? we ain't got time for no growing pains. <laughs> right. Waiting two years to see if this guy is the dude. We ain't got time for that. We need a guy who is the guy. Now I seen Esai uh, bring him up, and I seen other people. Greg Kubiak. I ain't, I ain't against Greg Kubiak either. I think Greg Kubiak is good, but mm-hmm. because he's established, he's been there, he's been, been there. around yeah. it, he's done that, he's been around it, he's seen it. That's why I'm nervous of taking like a college type coach because, like you said, Law, we ain't got time to be no damn rebuilding. Right. We already got pieces in place. They already have a young team with pieces in place. This should be something where. 
you have a guy who had 10 years and he won games. Now you have a guy should just be able to come right off of bounce right off of what he's did and take off from it instead of us regressing. And, and just to give you guys some, some type of, uh, uh, I guess, awareness to what we're talking about, uh, I can say we are plus three game just by playing situational football, you see. Plus three game as it relates to win. If we do things a little bit different as it goes to the the, the, the final minutes of the drive. Because it's always that one or two plays that, that you can make the corrections, you know, or go mm-hmm. for it or, or, or punt, kick a ball, or, or, or do something different, unconventional, that a seasonal coach done seen it before 10 to 15 years ago. And they be able to pour upon that experience and now we are able to win a couple of games just off of experience. That's what you really want your coach to be able to do, to swing it just for you just a little bit. And I think that we will be a plus three or plus four game if we had that that experienced veteran coach, you see. Experienced veteran coach. I mean, like I said, you know, when you talk about Jimmy Johnson, we know this is mm-hmm. back in the day, so I'm not trying to keep on continue bringing it up. But what was when we were when you when you had Jimmy Johnson back there and you Cowboys fans? What was you excited about? You weren't just excited about Troy, right? You weren't right. just excited about the team, Irvin. You loved your coach. Right. right. You loved your coach. We didn't, didn't you? You loved your team back in the 90s? <laughs> right. Oh, you loved your team <laughs> yes, back in the 90s. Yes, indeed. But did you love Jackets. Jimmy yes. Johnson? Did you love Jimmy Johnson? We loved I Jimmy loved. Johnson because he was the he, reason we wore them starter jackets on the sideline. You side feel line. me? You're like, man, like, I want to get that jacket because, you know. The it was Jimmy Johnson. You know? Like, you loved Emmett, You loved Troy. You loved all them. But you yeah. loved your coach because yeah. you knew your coach was a dog. You knew mm-hmm. your talk, your coach was an animal. You right, knew when we walked right. in the stadium, man, we're going to whoop your ass today. Yes. You know why? Because our coach yeah. says so. Yeah. Our coach ain't going <laughs> to let us walk out here without beating your head in. And I think that's the lacking part. You don't walk in with the Cowboys with Jason Garrett thinking we're going to kick your butt. Yeah, it, it was a game last year, and it was I think it was a play that my guy Lance Lenore. You remember him? Yeah, I, think, I remember I think, Lance Lenore. I think he hit a guy out of bounds or something, and I said that was the pivotal moment then for Coach to show up a guy that's really not an A or B or C player. He's just a guy that's on the team, a Jag mm-hmm. or what have you. And what I liked with those old seasonal guys, even if it's a Tony Dungy, you might not see him do it, but but he would still give you that stare or you doing type of look. And Jimmy Johnson was notorious for doing those type of things. And this is what we as fans can relate to because most of you guys are professionals. You know, you're a professional big game, James, and, mm-hmm. and you are in charge of things. And if somebody does something, you just want to show some type of emotions so that we can identify that big game James is human or just big C that's in the chat box of my guy J Form. If somebody do something wrong, you want to see that emotion then. You don't want to see all of the things done in closed doors because you never know what happens, you see. So I think that that, was, that should have been a moment where the coaching staff would have showed something, you see. And that's why even though Chris Richard is not the best defensive guy that's out there, I know a lot of people have been talking about him negatively, but at least we see some type of humming, you know what I'm saying, emotions mm-hmm. out there. And he getting mm-hmm. into the face of what we're trying to say to the players too, a million miles away, you know what I'm saying, a million yes. miles away. We're trying to – we just want to be able to identify, you see what I'm saying, 
something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel you. Let me give a few shout-outs right here quick, right, Law. Right, 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 right. So I got a shout-out to Sonique Boothang. She's been going ham in here today. Yeah. Groundwork, management, Andrew Wilner, Mark Scott, who gave the big donation. I appreciate you. Meticulous Cowboy 86, Thurston Howell third as always. T.A., how you doing? Uh, Eastside Herald, I appreciate you, dog, for being in here. We're definitely going to get that happen. I just got to figure out the phone call thing. So I apologize about that. And a uh, shout out to everybody else who's been here. Fred, Isalu, uh, who else we got in here? T Smooth, TXTV, Mark mm-hmm. Esposino. I appreciate all y'all that have been here. My Cowboys family was in here. I think they're gone now, but shout outs to all you guys that were in here in this chat today. I really appreciate y'all. I just want to tell y'all thank you for continuing to show y'all love in this feed like y'all do. Mm-hmm. They said trade for Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Hey oh, man. man, he's done, and, and you know what's so yeah. funny? Terry Bradshaw is always ripping Mike Tomlin. True, he is always True. ripping Mike Tomlin. True. He he said he's basically an overrated coach. He basically said he was living off Bill Cowher's players, but I don't know why Bill Cowher's so great. He only went to one, and how long did he lose? Oh my goodness, forever. How long did Bill Cowher lose? He lost forever. You get what I'm saying? But we that's what you're talking about coaching because you lost Ben, you had lost Connor, you had lost Juju. You lost Pouncey. You was playing with a dude named Duck come from <laughs> Sanford undrafted in a critical key game. This was a playoff game against these Browns. The Browns do have talent. And do. guess what? They won. And what else? He started out 0-4 wow. this year. Wow. You get what I'm saying? So you can't just say that's players. That's coaching mm-hmm. if you bring them up from where you at, especially as coaching if you're playing with undrafted players from Stan- Sanford. Not Stanford, yeah. Sam- oh, Sanford, <laughs> Sanford and, and Sons. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying that's coaching. He's probably done his best coaching job because you have to coach now. Right. Everybody looks good when you got talent. Everybody right. looks great when you got talent. But lose some of that talent, you got to wow. coach, and that's what people get frustrated with Jason Garrett because we see when a Tyron Smith goes down. Or when Ezekiel Elliott is missing games, or when you didn't have an Amari Cooper, you saw how bad we would play when we would miss players. And it almost had to be perfect seasons where nobody gets hurt for us to have good seasons. And this is a season that's like that. We don't have any major injuries, but guess what? We're mm. six and six. We six and six, and we got every excuse in the world why we six and six. It's the player this and it's this and that that and and this is that you know, and it's the weather fault you know. I done seen it all. Uh, but one thing I want to pick pick it back over for what you said with uh, Tomlin. I love the fact when they was getting blown out one time, and uh, he had his face just like this, just with a scowl, and he sat at the tunnel, and he said he looked at every player's in their eye. Each and every last one of them. And he wanted to see whether or not they wanted to give up, you see. And he looked, he chin checked everybody. That's a that's a G move. That's a that's a grown man move. That is a not I'm just gonna clap and pat you on your ass and say, Okay, good job. Maybe we'll do it better next time. No, that's a chin check move and I love every bit of it. I can never erase that from my from my memory, you see, my mental Rolodex. I can't. So it it's just one of those things where is uh, we just don't have that in our locker room. We don't have that in our organization. We have, uh, you know, gentlemen clubs, like a buddy-buddy system going on. It is. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why when we, when we, like I said, we can talk about everything else, Law. We can mm-hmm. talk about the defense. We can talk about stats. We can talk about this, the percentage in the red zone, kicking, Maher, you right. suck. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, we can talk about all that. 
But at the end of the day, folks, y'all, we have to understand that mm-hmm. this will be a mm-hmm. revolving yeah. wheel unless yeah. it ever changes from the top. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if you're talking about coach, right? right. You, I mean, what other coaches have we had? And we still have talent. We still ain't did nothing, Law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I just, uh, my thing is, I don't know how this stuff is ever going to change. I'm frustrated, dog. Like, I'm frustrated. Like, I'm just keeping it real. I'm frustrated because I don't know when this is going to end. Because as long as that stuff goes on the top, I don't see it ending. Even right. if you leave, lose Garrett, where is it really going to stop? Because the same things have been going on for too long. Right. And if you have those fundamental issues up top, mm-hmm. fundamental issues up top, it trickles down to everyone Mm. and it doesn't change the fundamentals of the team and the mindset when you're fundamentally wrong up top now like i said i give jerry and them props for doing good in the draft they got will mcclay they have done good so i'm not sitting there killing or bashing jerry but we know what that issue is and it's him always wanting to be in everything and control everything and as long as he has that problem we mm. always seem to go in the same circle all the time. All the time. I mean, you're speaking the truth, man. Shout out to Stand Alone Complex for making another donation to help grow donation. the nation. Donation. And I got one, too. <laughs> Whoa, Mr. Mark Scott got me a $1 holly. Came with the five pieces. Hit me in the face. He Woo. said, you know what, big game? Here's a $1 holly for you. I appreciate you, though, because I appreciate all mm. of it. And I thank you, and I love you for life. I got a shout out right quick. They got mm. a real dope name. I, what is that name up here? They just said their name. Where is he at? I had their name right quick. Oh, <laughs> Guitar Slinging Zombie Killer. Zombie Killer. <laughs> <laughs> guitar Slinging Zombie Killer. What's up with you, dog? I yes, love your name. I just wanted to give you a shout out on that because your name is banging. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, standalone uh, uh, complex uh, question was uh, when we had LVE in trouble stopping the run uh, this year, uh, was that a mismanagement of position or possibly something else? I think the big game, James, is a combination of both. And then also, um, this Dallas Cowboys team, we need to draft another linebacker next year. We do. Uh, because we can't just fiddle-faddle around with, okay, is he healthy, is he not? You know, we did that with Sean Lee, and we saw that when we finally got LVE, you know, although the scouting report had their reservations as it relates Isn't to Isn't that crazy? To, to there was so many people yeah. when the – remember we were talking right, in the draft? Right, Remember right. we were talking in the draft? Yep. Oh, we were there. We, we, we were there, weren't we? Yes, we were all together when, 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 when they drafted LVE, and we were like, mm. oh, man. And what did we talk about? We liked him. He was all, we was like, yeah, we thought he reached. But one of the, what was the biggest thing that we talked about during that draft? That was neck, that neck. That neck. <laughs> was that neck. It was concerning to us two years yeah. ago. And, and, you know, he's like, hey, but you know what? He's a beast. Mm. He has a thing. And it's I all checked him. out. I love, so I love it. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You just got to continue on. But dog now you see that it happening and you know i had bobby belt on the show with us mm-hmm. with uh skywalker still and he said oh, wow. he doesn't think it's anything serious but i don't care when you come out and say career it's not career threatening and this is his third game mm-hmm. now with a neck injury and he right. could be shut down for the rest of the season where do you yeah. see him coming back and you have a neck injury mm. yeah i don't know i'm scared about that man yeah. you're right we're gonna have to hit the draft again i'm sorry you we're gotta, just gonna have to because that up. is yeah. that is that is real it's real, man, and um, we wish the best for the kid. But hey, just being favors and friends to a player don't win you games, don't win you Super Bowls, don't win you playoffs. You see, you got to pick them, and then you say, okay, can they play? Can they not? And you got to move on. Uh, they're just the reality of football. And uh, shout out to Jay Farm man earlier for saying that. Hey, 
Crispy Jay Sharp. brings it. He brings the thunder. And Jay Farm, what's up with you, dog? Yeah. You bring it. I he appreciate you. It. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying that, hey, Crispy Sharp can only coach who, 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 who the players draft. I mean, who the GMs draft, you see. And uh, at the end of the day, Cheeto Woozy wasn't his draft pick, you see. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the brother. No, don't get yeah. it, don't get it twisted, Cowboy Nation. Uh, but Byron Jones was playing at safety. He had to switch him around, move him at cornerback for crying out loud. Uh, Xavier Woods was a lonely, uh, uh, low draft pick, of course, you know. And then on top of that, Jeff, he was an undrafted guy that played on this Dallas Cowboys team since 2013, I believe, or something like that. So we we only we have not made a crucial investment in those spots as it relates to defense, as it relates to defensive tackle. Plus, we haven't made any investments as it relates to safety play and flat out cornerback play. Now, now listen to this too. Now listen to this too, Law. Talk to me. You had Ron Marinelli. They let Ron Marinelli pound that table for Tristan Hill, mm-hmm. and but your boy wanted a corner or safety. Yeah, he wanted to, but 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 you got to understand that. When you're in a situation, you in the room. I know, but that's what, fish, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. People don't, know, so, people don't understand that, though. You know. So, you know, it wasn't like Richard didn't want that corner or safety. Right. But, and, you know, he's going to be the good the good soldier when they ask mm-hmm. him, well, how do you feel about that? Hey, yeah, we need a tackle. We need a defensive tackle because, that, you know, <laughs> he's going to he's not going to throw his <laughs> other people under the bus. He's just not going to do that, and I respect him for that. But he definitely wanted that position because that position needed to be addressed. But you know what? Like I said, it is what it is. He he has to work what he has. But it's not Chris Richard's fault when LVE is fifth in the league and missed tackles with 14. My it's guy, not – I mean, he's guy, missing my tackles. Guy, my guy, Jay Form, just confirmed uh, that LVE is likely done for the season. I told you. See? <laughs> told you. They're not, and I knew when when Garrett came out last week mm-hmm. and said this, and we don't think this is career threatening. He was done for the. I knew he was done for the rest of the year. Right. You don't come out and say we don't think this is career threatening. Right. That to me brings up all kind of antennas, signals, everything that this thing ain't good, and it's a neck, and it's not like he has never had this issue before. Mm-hmm. He has had this issue yeah. before, and you're talking about swelling, inflammation of the neck. And he's a linebacker. Come on, man. That's real. And I don't think he's going to play this year. And I just really want them to monitor. But like you said, they're going to have to attack that draft with another linebacker because you can't trust that now. You can't. You can't. And we and, I, and Jerry Jones' position is to sell us. You know, well, Luke Gifford, boy, he's the best linebacker I've seen in ever. You know, or he might say that Joe Thomas making step it up or Sean Lee. So Jerry Jones' uh, situation, his job is to sell. And uh, even with Malik Collins, I think that they drafted Tristan Hill to fill in his spot because they was going to give Malik Collins the boot anyway. So mm-hmm. we we that seen it right back, in front yeah. of us. You yeah, know? But, that was going to yeah. be his. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So that's just how it goes, Cowboy Nation. So uh, we've been live like ninety five for an hour in overtime. Uh, hey, let me give a quick. Uh, yeah, let me give, give a shout out to everybody. Ground, Go ahead. Ground ground management has been having some good stuff in here. Ground work management, mm-hmm. good stuff here. He says Zeke has seventy seven catches last year, thirty nine right now. Him and Pollard should be more involved in the flats. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. They will that will open up the back or the running game. Way too predictable. Our scheme is the issue, and I agree with that. Marinelli, honestly, his time has passed. Sean Lee is done. Love his heart, but he has lost a step. I agree with that too. Like Sean Lee is not that player that he used to be. You, he missed tackles in that Buffalo game. Yeah, I mean, did you see that one where he stopped running back in the backfield and he right. broke the tackle? <laughs> and I mean, going. that old Sean Lee that wouldn't have happened. Right. But I definitely agree that 
you know, Zeke had a career on catches last year, barely is getting the ball this year. We barely throw screen passes. We barely throw thing, passes out to the ball uh, to Pollard in the flat or anything and really use their open field ability. So I definitely agree right there. And But like I said, this all starts with the top, man. I mean, you can only do so much. And I just feel like fundamentally, like you've talked about, fundamentally, mm-hmm. when you're having issues at the top fundamentally, it's always trickles down to your team and the team plays this way. And I think that's why we're six and six, because fundamental issues from up top get down to the team and the team plays like that as well. And I just it, I don't because think about it. We're all trying to put our fingers on why the Cowboys have a slow start. Why are they doing this? They have the number one offense. They got two receivers almost at a thousand yards. You got a, almost a thousand yard running back. You got a top 10 defense. You get what I'm saying? You have so many positives, but yet this team is still mediocre. I got I got a uh, shout out to Torres, man. And you said a good point too, uh, big game James, but I want to answer uh, general Jones question. He says that can't throw into the flats. You know what? He might got a legitimate argument there, you know, or point basically, because I recall last year, a couple of years ago, um, Dak Prescott, I think it was 2017 season. He threw an interception to – he tried to throw to Ezekiel. It was an interception. Remember that play? Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. threw it right to the player. Uh, Green Bay, I think you, it was Michael Hyde. Michael Hyde one year too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he got a little issues throwing that little dump off pass into the flats. Uh, I'm going to get with Okoye and see what's, what what he can work on or watch Lombardi yeah, and yeah, see what yeah, he can work they, on. Uh, they definitely that. bring that. Mm, they bring the flavor to the nation. So uh, that's true because yeah, we seen yeah, what yeah. Well, was it the Buffalo game? He threw that terrible pass of yeah. Zeke in the flats, and that's why we didn't get the fourth down. But he also missed Michael Gallup streaking across the middle for a touchdown. Yeah. Hey, like yeah. I said, the only problem I have with this is uh-huh. Dak didn't have a good game, and I I'll be true. the first to tell you. Mm. But why? It's like the problem with me with these fans with Dak Prescott. I mm. get it. He didn't yeah. have a good game. I get it. See, that's why you don't pay him forty million. I get tired of that. <laughs> he, he, he can't shut afford up. to have a bad game. Shut up! <laughs> Just shut up yeah. with that. I'm sorry. I'm not being disrespectful to nobody, but I hate when I hear people when he has one bad game. Where, I, oh, see, that's why you don't pay him. He said, that's why you don't pay that money because I knew it. I knew it. I was waiting after the fifteenth game. He was going to do it. That's why you don't pay that money, man. Come on, man. But you but see, but low key, you we know, see we see tons of quarterbacks. I struggle and you don't say that to them. <laughs> Low key Jays, just like I wanted uh, the Cowboys to go ahead and pay Tony Romo because I knew that they was going to do it. I want Dallas Cowboys to go ahead and pay Dak Prescott to get it over with so we won't have to hear. We're not right because I'm tired. I'm it, tired of it. Boy. I'm tired of hearing it. Pay this dude so people can just shut up. Shut well, up. they won't. No, they ain't going to shut up, law. You know what they're going to do? See, you shouldn't have paid him all that money. <laughs> <laughs> they doing it to D Law right now. They're killing D Law right now. Oh my goodness, D Law, man. D Law uh, hasn't had a bad year. He's done great in the ranking. Hey, oh, Mark Scott coming with another five dollar holla. <laughs> Do you think LVE or Jalen are better than than uh Lorando uh Orlando McLean at his best? Ooh. Nah, man, that that that, that, that McLean, man, he, he was a understand. no. McLean was a dog. He was doing all this with scissor up in his body. You see, <laughs> <laughs> these guys. And after played. he retired, like after he retired. three times, still came back and was doggish. 
Yeah. Bust, uh, bust, yeah, bust Russell, Jason Witten spleen wide open. <laughs> man, don't don't yeah. mention no Jason Witten. Bro. Oh my goodness. Don't man, you do that. Don't I, I thought we was gonna do good, Law. I thought we was doing good. You bring up Jason Witten, I'm gonna go ham. Cause I'm tired of it. Let me just ask you this. Talk if I'm him. if I'm Blake Jarwin, I'm mad as hell. You can mm. smile all you want to Jason Witten, Blake Jarwin, but I'd be mad as hell, Jay Witten. First of all, I have the last year where my season gets good at the end of the season, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a restricted free agent this year. I'm looking to start and get oh, some no. good money. Yeah. Here comes old Jason Witten out of retirement mm-hmm. and start taking all my snaps. Wow. And they put wow. me in blocking positions. So now I'm a restricted free agent. Who's going to go after me? I don't know, man. It's always some um, team that's going to go go after yeah, me. Yeah, but they come on, dog. The, but did they get yeah. Swaim? Somebody went and got Swaim out of these. Yeah, they, the, Jags, <laughs> the Jags did, but I'm just saying that hurt his money with Jason Witten come back, and I don't care what y'all tell me. Any of you Jason Witten lovers, that's fine. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm not hating. But Jason Witten did not bring anything back when he came back to the Cowboys but stopping progress. Oh my goodness, you're right. And and uh, speaking of, he that, didn't bring nothing back. What has he done? What has he added to the team? What has <laughs> Jason Witten added? To, when I ask people and they talk about blocking, half them people don't watch tape, so yeah, I don't listen that. to that crap. Yeah, I want to know what Jason Witten has brought to the table when for him coming out of retirement. What dynamic crap has he done since him coming back from out of retirement? Mm, the love, and of these that. people that keep yeah. on getting mad at me because I'm saying stuff about it. It's the truth. He didn't, bring the any, <laughs> he didn't bring anything back by coming out of retirement to the Cowboys, but stopping progress from Blake Jarwin and for us drafting the tight end. True, man. Man, you speaking nothing but the truth, man. You speaking nothing but the truth. And at this point, you know, uh, the Cowboys, it, it was, seemed like it was a good deal to help Jason Witten out from getting his uh, uh, exposure from the ESPNs. World. Oh, but, please! But but man, just like the failed opportunity with uh, remember Emmitt Smith tried to do the ESPN. Oh my gosh, man! Just <laughs> boy, it was crazy. But shout out to Fresh Prince, man. They can't let us go, man. He says uh, he dropped five dollars in a donation box. Five dollar holla! <laughs> he says, uh, why don't you never see the, t- the touchdown celebration um, like the Seahawks and the Ravens do uh, with our Cowboys? Why, why don't we ever see that? We're so corporate, you know, basically. Probably. Probably Jerry Jones like, don't be doing that. We're going to lose money. Sponsors, we don't need that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I'm going to keep it real. No disrespect to your question, but I don't care nothing about that. I don't, if we don't win, do no celebration the whole year and win a game, I'm happy. I just want to win games, get to these damn playoffs, and try to win a championship, man, because I don't care about anything else anymore. I'm tired of the mediocrity. I can't even say it. I'm tired of mediocre. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing these other teams watching these games like, damn, man, that, that, I wish we could do that. You know, do Cowboy fans, let's, let's keep honest. I know you do law. He was watching that uh, San Fran game. He was watching that Baltimore game. He was watching that Seahawks game. He was watching them banging. He was like, dang, Mm -hmm. man, I wish we would play like that. My goodness. We can only dream and hope, man. Another $5 holla, man. $5 holla. <laughs> holla. Boy, we're going to be on. all night with this I want some. <laughs> I, hey, come on. Give me a donation right now. Y'all get here. You got yes. two $5 hollas. I got one $5 holla. I got another $5 holla. Come on, Eastside. You in here. Give me $5. You rich. <laughs> no, you've been betting hey. on them Houston Texans and winning money. <laughs> you've been betting on the Houston Texans winning money. Throw $5 in there. Eastside. 
God Ham Guy. That's his name. That's a cold-blooded YouTube name. God Ham Guy. You know what I'm saying? God Ham Guy. These names, man. Was it Gotham Guy? I don't know, man. But I'm going to say God Ham Guy. You know, it could be Gotham. You know, (laughs) I think it's Uh, Gotham Guy. You got Gotham Guy? God, dog. Boy, I can't read tonight, man. But shout out to the donation. You got to step step Uh, that one up, uh, Big Long. uh, Hook on Phonics, man. (laughs) Hook on Phonics is brought to you by Gotham Guy. You see what I'm saying? With a capital G. With a capital G. The G O T H A M. You know what I mean? Uh, he says, How much of an offensive play calling you guys think Moore is calling? Is he to blame or is this Garrett's still having influence on him? I read that one right, you see. <laughs> Eastside gave me a dollar. I love yes, you, dog. That was, yes, you yes, was being yes, funny yes. on that, Eastside. That's okay. <laughs> I love you, though, though. You my dog, though. I love you, Eastside. I love you. I don't care what anybody say. Well, you could come in here all the time, troll, talk trash. I love it when you bring it, talk it all you want. I don't care. It's all good. And I still don't like your Texans. Oh, anyway, but what was you saying? Like, oh, 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 what'd you say? What'd you say? Well, 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 bring Gotham, it back. Bring it back. I was reading too bring slow. Uh, Gotham guy was talking about the mm-hmm. fact that how much of an influence do mm-hmm. Jason Garrett got on basically Scott? Uh, well, not Scott Lenahan, but uh, uh, Kelly Moore's on his offense. Is this is his offense or is this still Jason Garrett's offense? And uh, Jay Form also make it a combination for the nation. Jay Form mm-hmm. want you to address uh, the uh, special team play as well before we get on out of here. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what can we say? I mean, yeah. you 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 get rid of which isn't that Rich uh, uh, Biscetti, I believe, because you're trying to make a change. Then you go with Keith. What is it? Oh, Keith, Keith O'Quinn. Yeah, Keith, o- Keith O'Quinn. Yeah. And like I said, it's bottom of the barrel, like 28th, 29th, 32nd. Right. Right. I mean, oh, and I mean what. And we're still talking about what do we have Tavon Austin on the roster for? <laughs> to look, to look. Why good is Tavon Austin there? <laughs> you brought Tavon Austin to be dynamic in the punt game or something, man. Just boy, he fair catching though. He fair catch. Oh, he shouldn't have fair caught. Who? Well, well, let's not bring up that Minnesota game because oh, okay. he can bring it up. <laughs> okay, but you get what I'm saying. You got these guys on the team that they're supposed to be. That's a special teams type player that's supposed to be doing special things, mm-hmm. and he ain't doing nothing special. You get what I'm saying? True. We have these people that are supposed to be dynamic, and they ain't doing jack poo. And I, yeah. I don't understand it. Like I said, it. And when you're talking about the Kellen Moore thing, I do believe he does let him coach. But like you said, when we feel, I feel like when we get in big games, he's like, okay, I'm gonna kind of jump in here a little bit and let's kind of run this. Because of that, I went over Tony Pollard's stuff again and Blake Jarwin's, and I went over Tony Pollard's, and he's only had every game we played a tough mm-hmm. team or a team over 500, mm-hmm. he gets less than uh, 12 snaps. Wow. Wow. Every time we play a good team, mm-hmm. he gets less than 12 snaps. We play a bad team, he gets more snaps. Mm-hmm. When he we play a good team, he gets no snaps. Is that Kellen Moore or is that Jason Garrett? I think there's more so of the head coaching, you know. Uh, he's in control of the snap counts and these sorts of things. If not, he's supposed to be responsible for letting people know. He's like, a hey, coach. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He's true, the head coach, true, shouldn't he? True. You do what I say. I'm the coach. <laughs> yes, indeed. Man, 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 oh, man, oh, man. All right, Cowboy Nation, man, I really appreciate you all. I got to give a quick shout-out to Tyson uh, that's uh, live over here on my uh, Facebook panel. Shout-out to uh Shout-out, Tyson. 
Yes, yes, yes. Jamal Anderson, man. Shout out to him, man. Shout out oh, to what's up, LA Jamal? Burgers, man. LA Burgers in the house, man. How, how are yeah. y'all doing? What's up with yes, y'all? Salutes. Yes. Blake Salute. Miller, man. Really appreciate you all. And shout out to all of the mods, man. This can't be possible without you all uh, regulating the chats over here on your YouTube yes. page. Shout out appreciate to each and every last one of you. Always a lady. Who's Meticulous thing? Cowboys. Uh, uh, Meticulous Cowboy, 86, 88, yes. 88, yeah. Uh, 86, I'm sorry. And uh, South of Heaven, 88. All of you all, man, I really appreciate uh, yes, thank appreciate you all for, y'all. Love uh, y'all. for being out here. Luca, shout out to you. That's a cold name, Luca. Luca. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> hey, that boy done made a, made a name for himself. Anytime oh, yeah. I hear Luca, I'm thinking Luca Legend. <laughs> Luca shout out Legend. to DDP for that name. You better tra- trademark it, DDP, for Luca somebody Legend. takes it. They're going to be on ESPN saying Luca Legend. You right. better hurry up and trademark it. <laughs> shout out to DDP and Bama <laughs> fan, man. All of you got Elijah boys in the house, too. Elijah. Elijah. That name is strong. <laughs> His name is strong. That name is just strong. strong. You, uh, you strong. Yes, indeed. General Jones, really appreciate you. Big Game James, who you got live over there, man? You want to give a man, shout out I, to? Man, let me see who I got over here. I got, mm-hmm. Like I said, I got groundwork management. Groundwork, groundwork management. I, you, I feel like you're doing something big time if you groundwork management. <laughs> you feel me? Who says they groundwork management? I feel like you own own a company or something. Yeah, shout out yeah. to you. Guitar slinging zombie killer. Zombie. I feel like you play some good video games. You be shooting up people on those video games. I just feel it. Mark Scott, you my dog. You've been going ham. DT, what's up with you? Appreciate you. Macabre XYL. Right there. Appreciate you. Eastside Harold, shout outs to you. I got mad love for you, dog. Kevin Goshi. Uh, who else I got over here? I think that's everybody so far because it's been just been going. So, hey, I just appreciate y'all, man. Mm-hmm. Love y'all for life. Love the, the interjection. Love the comments. Love the <laughs> donations. I just love all y'all. And I just want y'all to continue to jump in our feed. It's going to go every Tuesday. Every yeah. Tuesday, we're going to be getting it in. So continue just to support us so we can make this continue to grow, man. We big we, we just C. doing this, man. We got some dynamic duos up in this. From Tennessee in the house. Big C from Tennessee. Big C from Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. Stand alone on the way out, man. Made another donation. That, man, this sponsor. This show is donation by Standalone Complex. You see. <laughs> oh, my donation. goodness, man. Donation, donation out the roof, man. And remember, yes, Joe Torres, Joseph Torres. Hey, man. What's up, we, Joe? Boy, man, you guys, man, I love you all, man. He said, man, I'm wishing we would have drafted DK Metcalf, man. Man, he would have been. Uh, look, DK Metcalf wouldn't even I said starting, he was going right? to be a bus, so I can't say nothing. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to be a bus. He wouldn't start on our team. He, they, they had a Tristan heal him, you know. <laughs> Well, and it's not just, just that. Just like just like we were talking about if we had Deshaun Watson or uh, Lamar Jackson, they would not be doing that with us. <laughs> no, no. They were trying I'm to sorry. With the, the way they're dynamic with those teams, there's a reason. Uh, and I'll just be quiet about it, and we know why. Yeah, but he would look nice. Boy, I can close my eyes. Amari Cooper, you put DK in the inside. Uh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my California goodness. Dream. <laughs> we got Michael Gallup, though. Michael Gallup's a beast. Yeah, he's balling. Come Ballin'. on now. Don't don't slight Michael Gallup. He's on. He went from only 400 yards last year to almost a thousand yard season. He missed two games because of an injury. Yeah. So as much as we like Metcalf, your boy is only in his second year, and Gallup is the truth. So I'm true. not gonna slight Gallup right now. Amari's a beast, true, but so true, is true, Gallup. True, true, a thousand true. yard season, only in his second year, and he missed <laughs> two to three games. No, Gallup's a beast. Oh, Gallup is a beast. And, and, and you know he got those hands are official. 
Fisser, and he fights <laughs> and he goes after that ball like Dez. DK got those parquet hands, you know. No butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> Even worse. Uh, no butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter, right? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yes, indeed. Cowboy Nation. Big Game James, tell him where to follow you and find you at. Oh, well, let me ask Mark. He says, you still, still think he's a bust? No, I don't. What's who, wrong? I who, thought, who's a bust? Who's a bust? Well, I thought Mac, Metcalf was going to be a bust because I oh, thought he was one of the muscle-bound receivers like yeah. a David Boston. Remember him? Right, Remember right, David right, Boston, right. I was too big and muscle-bound. I thought that was going to get in his way. But I stand corrected. He's doing his thing. So yeah. I can I can say I was wrong. No problem. Yeah. But if you want to find me, Big Game James, check me on the Silver and Blue Nation. Big Game James. As I tell y'all before, my Big Game James page, that's strictly like on Facebook. So check me out there. I'm always updating. We have a good old time on Facebook. We be talking all kind of trash. Say whatever you want. Just don't be disrespectful or I'm going to ban you and block you. <laughs> and Silver and Blue Nation, going to do some, haven't been doing a lot of shows on the Facebook tip, but we'll be getting back to it. But man, it gets hard when you're out there running things like this sometimes. So just be patient. We'll be out there grinding. Twitter, got my guy Ryan Humphrey. He'd be updating my Silver and Blue Nation and my Twitter, so you can check Shout us right there. Yeah. And then, like I said, make sure you check out our podcast with me and Skywalker Steel. Um, that's actually going down tomorrow as we get forward our game. Stargaze podcast, you can support that on Spotify, right. um, Apple, and Anchor. Please do that because we really, really love that. It's really growing, really going good. So you can check me out there as well. And I appreciate all the love that you guys give. Oh, yes, yes. I want you all to love me like Jerry Jones. They love, love you. I, no, I want them to love me they like love Jerry you, Jones I seen, love Jason I've seen Gary. them numbers. I've seen the subscription the numbers. They love you, dog. <laughs> but I want them to love me like Jerry Jones love Jason Garrett. That's how I want you all to love me. <laughs> That's some love. That's some good loving. That's know, some love. Even when I'm making my mistakes and stumbling over words, Cowboy Nation. That's uh, that's, man, that's, that's love. marriage love. That's, man, I that's want love. Y'all, I want y'all that's love me like that. Mm. Unconditional love. Yes, love me like that too. Because if y'all love me like <laughs> Jerry loves Garrett, you never got to worry boy, about nothing, big dog. Boy, we have it going on, baby. We straight. Yes, 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 indeed. So follow our page, man, and also to get that badge, join. Badge. Yes. You see the star badge of some of the people that got in the uh, chat to get that mm -hmm. star badge. All you got to do, Cowboy Nation, is hit that uh, join the elite club, you see, and you get that star badge. And then elite, you know, elite, elite. Everybody's elite in my eyes, though. But let's continue <laughs> to grind, Cowboy Way Nation. to bring that back. I like yes. that. Yes, they know they elite, you know. They just especially elite with the star badge, you know, all yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Whenever they make a comment, they get that star on mm -hmm. their name, you know, right beside it. And uh, that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to absolutely nothing but the best. Let's go, Big Game Change. Let's roll. Oh, tell them about that special stuff we got going on, man. Oh, man, if you want to get that live, on, cut, raw, raw diggers type stuff, man, get on in here and get on our Patreon. We got that little special Patreon account that y'all can get on, and it's just be exclusive to y'all. So if y'all like, hey, man, we like listening to y'all, man, but we want to hear that raw and uncut, man. We want to hear what y'all really be talking about sometimes. Get on in there. Jump on in. It'd be exclusive just to you, and you can hear how we be going hammer time up in there, buddy. <laughs> hammer time. Let's Boom. Go. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. We out.
all the cuz